0: What it do, baby? Yeah, yo, what you know? What it do, baby? What it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to Shoot the Trey. I am, of course, your host, Trey Gamble, and welcome back to episode 10 of our post-game thoughts podcast. If you guys are new, make sure you guys do follow me on Twitter, at TreyLAC. I like to tweet about the Clippers. I like to tweet most of the games. And, overall, I'm just a big Clipper fan, and you know, just that just lives and dies by the team. So, um, if you guys listened to the last podcast, I told you guys that I wasn't going to be able to do a post-game recap of this game. But then, um, I forgot it was Easter, I can't lie. I totally forgot that Easter was right here upon us, and um, I got the day off today. So, uh, let's get right into it. Um, Going into tonight... Raja Ronda was questionable to make his Clippers debut today, and it was really, really fitting he ended up making it against his former team that he just won a championship with, so that was pretty, really cool. And Pat and Serge, of course, are still out. It's like clockwork. Those two have been out forever now. But, I mean, I think they're making some significant progress, so I hope to see them back out there very soon. Um, and it seems like Paul George is going to keep playing on his foot. Uh I don't totally agree with it, but I mean, I guess it's good to figure out what he can and can't do on it before we get into the playoffs, because you don't want him to sit out now, I guess, and then if he plays on it in the playoffs and he hasn't gotten used to playing on it, if it like comes up again, then it's going to be really, really bad because he's going to be figuring out what he's going to have to do, what he can or can't do on it in the playoffs, so that's not going to be a good process. So, I mean, I guess I kind of like how he's figuring it out now, Um, even though I don't totally agree um, on him playing on it. I mean, only time can heal this thing, I guess. Um, Even that's not totally guaranteed. So, uh, like I said, I guess it's just a good thing that he's gonna try to play on it and just figure out how he can manage it and like what he can and can't do on it. So, um, so another thing, I said, this is a nationally televised game. Of course, it's a Clipper Laker game. And I hate nationally televised games uh, I never like the commentators no matter who they are um, they, they 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 spend most of their time just bullshitting and just they just don't ever talk about hoop um, I mean today for example, they spent so much time talking about Serge's outfit and spent less time talking about how important this game is for seating and if you guys don't know the the situation about this game um, this game... Since the Clippers won, the Clippers won the tiebreaker. So, if the Lakers and the Clippers ended up being tied at the end of the season in the standings, the Clippers would get the advantage of the seating. So, let's just say um, uh, the Clippers were uh, 52 and 20, even though that's not possible. Let's just say they're 52 and 20 and the Lakers are also 52 and 20 at the end of the 72 game season. The Clippers would get. The higher seed because they won that tiebreaker they won two out of the three games in the series with one game left so uh the Clippers have a chance to sweep the series uh come next month so that'd be cool obviously the Lakers were very short-handed today uh without LeBron and AD um Andre Drummond was out as well Wes Matthews was out as well um so really really short-handed Lakers team today so let's get right on into it a uh, hot start for the Clips offensively I mean Shout! Out. Welcome to the welcome to the Clippers matinee games, Laker fans and Laker Nation. Uh, welcome to our realm. the Twelve thirty games—that's our thing. Obviously, at the very beginning of the season, we're not going to talk about that, though. Uh, that wasn't really our thing. But a uh, hot start offensively for the Clips—they started out six of six. Uh, notably, Marcus Morris Senior got super hot early. He, was, he had eleven points on five of six from the field in that first quarter. Uh, him and his brother were going at it. It was really, really cool to see. And one thing that I noticed on the sideline through the TV was Rondo is so loud. And I had known this about Rondo. That's one thing I really, really liked about him his entire career. Uh, I tweeted about it on Twitter. Is that Rondo was always yelling from the sideline as well as Patrick Beverly. Um, those two guys on the sidelines, they're always yelling and yapping, whether it's shit-talking the other team or it's you know, just calling up defensive schemes for the guy, the guys um, so shout out to Rondo, man. Um, he was really, really loud in the sidelines. You can just tell it was his voice. Um, so that was really, really cool. And Rondo and Terrence man were the first subs tonight off the bench. And Rondo had a pretty rough first stint. And he had two turnovers in his th- first three possessions. I mean, it's understandable. He was rusty. Coming off of an injury, an adequate injury, I think that's how you say it, um, one point late, he, he was getting his legs under him and he's gonna continue to have to get his legs under him. It's not gonna take, it's not just gonna be one game, he shakes all the rest off and he's magically like really good in the next game. It's gonna take some time, uh, which is understandable. Uh, no, no big worries there. Um, and Rondo, as soon as the Clippers got a rebound, they were looking for Rondo to bring the ball up, push the break, run the fast break. Um, and I think that's a good thing. I mean, PG and Kawhi don't always have to initiate the break. Um, and the Clippers have been notoriously bad at running fast breaks this year. Uh, they just overthink it a lot and they just don't get a finish. Notably that Paul George uh, layup, and I mean, uh, a couple games ago, but I mean, obviously, you know, that game was a huge red flag uh, because, you know, he wasn't able to get a ton of pop off his foot. But That's no excuse. You still gotta be able to make a layup. Obviously you're in the NBA, but I mean, I think having Rondo run the break is gonna be a really, really good thing for the Clippers. Um, and he I really liked how Rondo pushed the pace in transition, I think post game he was saying some stuff that he can he that this is what he does he's good at this, he can help push the pace um but I mean, like I said, Rondo had a pretty rough shift. He had three of the four clippers turnovers. he also did have two steals, uh, which is really really good. he's active defensively, and Rondo's a good defender. don't get me wrong he's a really really good defender at even at this stage of his career he's about thirty five years old but he's still really, really good on the defensive end. Not really, really good. He's still more than capable on the defensive end. Uh, Notably in the playoffs last year, he was really, really good on defense. Uh, That whole playoff rondo thing, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it was really cool to see the Morris brothers go at it. Uh, Marcus had 11 in the first and Markeith also had uh, nine in that first quarter and they were guarding each other. And that's really, really dope in my opinion. It was really really cool to see them go at it. Uh, It's a brotherly love right there, man. Uh, the Clippers were up twenty-seven to twenty after the first quarter. Um, the Clippers were great defensively. Uh, offensively, they were a little bit shaky, but I mean, their defense carried them in that first quarter. Uh, they had a couple of bad turnovers, notably Rondo. Um, but I mean, like I said about Rondo, you got to cut him some slack. He's getting back into the swing of things. New whole new system for him, uh, and he's coming off of an injury, so. Um, not too worried there. Uh, finally got some Luke Canard to start the second quarter. And I can't lie. I kind of like these little stints where Luke Canard gets his feet wet. And then if he's scorching the nets or he's doing like he's doing good things, he gets his stand longer. I really like Luke tonight. Uh, he did really, really well. Uh, he started that second quarter. He didn't really do too much in that stint, uh, to be honest. But... He's doing his thing, moving the ball. He had a really bad turnover, like his first possession in, I believe. I think the TV, like the ABC station, cut it out, so I wasn't really able to see it. But you could kind of tell that Luke turned it over. Um, so that was that was annoying, but it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, still looked good tonight. Uh, Paul George started to find his rhythm in that second quarter. He was being aggressive, getting to the line, getting downhill. I mean, obviously, if you have Montrez down there, you have a ton, you have you feel a lot more comfortable getting downhill and trying to finish over him. Uh but Paul George looked a lot better in that second. He was finding his shot. He he was really, really good finding his shot today. Um like I said, he just looked more comfortable out there, shaking some rust off uh overall. And Zubot's man, oh my gosh, that his rim protection all game, notably in the first half, was really, really good. But I mean in that first half, the Clippers offense wasn't that great. Uh but since they've clamped down on the defensive end, uh they was able to get a pretty big lead uh they were at 53 to 38 at half and we'll transition into our next segment here halftime thoughts and holding any nba team to 38 points at a half is really really encouraging the defense is really really good in that first half notably zubats that man is going to be an all nba level defender and he has been he's been this way since he started ever since Serge baca has gone out of the starting lineup uh due to injury it's been a blessing in disguise for zubats i may sound like an asshole thing to say but this has been really really good for Zubats his minutes have gone up drastically I mean he's playing 30 28 plus minutes a night and he's he's been more than capable of doing so I mean he's getting that conditioning uh in this season and I mean last season uh if you remember he played about 18 minutes a night I believe uh obviously Trez got the favorable amount of minutes and once Zubats had to play big minutes in the playoffs last season because Trez was atrocious, he wasn't used to that conditioning, you know what I'm saying? So he was tired um, in the playoffs last season, but since he's getting this conditioning now, it's going to be really, really good for him in the playoffs because Zubots has an unbelievably good motor. That dude is hustling 24-7 down the court. Um, if he's getting a rebound, he's outletting it, and he's busting his ass to get down the, the court. Um, so this is really, really good for Zubats. Uh, he should definitely keep starting. Once Serge Ibaka comes back, but I'm not sure how Tyloo is going to handle that. I think a lot, uh, a big part of Serge Ibaka signing with us was, of course, the money, and I think he might have been promised a spark, a starting spot. But I mean, if he sees, if Serge sees how good Zoo's been, I don't think he's going to have an issue with moving to the bench. I mean, he was, he did that in Toronto when they were on their championship run. So I don't think Serge would have an issue with that uh, as long as it benefits the team. So. And then at halftime, uh, also uh, the Clippers officially got to sign Boogie, um, so that's really really cool. I mean, I tweeted on Twitter. Uh, it's funny. So Pat Pat was like over three in the first half, uh, of course, in his backup center role. That he's just been amazing. No, I'm just playing. He's been really really bad. And um, the Clippers. <laughs> I said L Frank saw Pat Pat's performance in the first half. It was like. Yeah, we need to sign this dude ASAP. Because the Clippers signed Boogie at halftime, Sham-sweeted or whatever. It's like, yeah, once Boogie clears health and safety protocols, the Clippers are going to sign it to a 10-day. Um, so that's good. Uh, like I said, earlier uh, in an earlier podcast, I don't give, I don't really care about the Boogie signing. I'm more concerned about Serge's health. But, I mean, Serge is making strides uh, towards coming back. So uh, I think that the, the weight on my shoulder of... The, the worry on my shoulders is not as significant anymore because Serge was uh, on the court. I'm not sure if he was on the court today though. Uh, we didn't really get any footage of that, I don't think, to my knowledge. But uh, a couple of games ago, Serge was on the floor shooting around. So that was really, really uh, that was a really good sign. And PG has found his shot. He was shooting really well in the first half. Uh, so hopefully that continues. Obviously he's been slumping due to his foot. And if we get into the second half, the Clippers quickly extended their lead to 20. And Marcus Morris continues to throw in bombs from deep. He's just shooting the shit out of the ball tonight. And he has been all season and even beyond the season. He's just been great for the Clippers. Ever since he became a Clipper, he's been shooting the shit out of the ball. Um, and Zubats, uh, another development from Zubats is his passing out of the short roll has improved a lot. Uh, he had a nice pass to Kawhi. He had a nice lead pass to Kawhi, cutting baseline. Uh, he caught the ball out of the short roll. He was like at the top, uh, like at the free throw line. He threw a bounce pass, a lead bounce pass right to Kawhi and he got a reverse layup on it. It was really, really nice. Uh, I was like, man, he's done that a lot this season, but Zubats has found Kawhi from that baseline cut and he's improved on that a lot. So the clip has extended the lead's to 22 after that bucket and the, the defense continued to be solid. I mean, there's one defensive possession uh, my guy Jamal posted on Twitter. Uh, at Clippers 24-7, he posted on Twitter, it was a really, really good defensive possession. The Clippers were swarming, rotating left and right, and it forced the miss um, at the end of the shot clock. So that was uh, another really, really good defensive possession. And overall, I mean, all night, they were locking up on the defensive end. So that's what really carried them in this game. They they also shot really, really well. Um, But I mean, at times, the offense just looked shaky tonight. Uh, The third quarter, notably, was really really bad it was just a rock fight i mean the, the third quarter was the worst quarter by far in this game for both sides um but i mean a positive uh rondo got his first clipper bucket but immediately after that i don't know if this is going to be a concern moving forward but rondo was like holding his the same area he's been hurt uh his right out, of, out of, i don't know how to say it bro out of area and as he was running back and i think he ch- he checked out he didn't come back in Uh, the entire game, so I was a bit concerned at that, but I mean, he didn't really, I don't think anyone commented on it post-game, so maybe we shouldn't be too concerned, but I don't know if he, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if he was listed as questionable, or even out, Um, I I don't know if he like re-aggravated something, or I don't know, to be honest, but hopefully uh, he's all right. Moving on, to start the fourth quarter, Luke Kennard, of course, he checked in at the end of the third, uh, and into the fourth quarter, uh he started to make some shots he's been he's been getting some really really good stints. He's made some shots when he's been counted on um he he got his first stint um at the beginning of at the, i can't remember when he got his first stint in this game. I think it was towards the end of the first um and then towards the end of the third start of the fourth is when he got his good little stints in. And he was making shots. I mean, he shot the ball really, really well tonight. And tonight is another night where I forgot to uh, bring the stats up because I'm actually recording this a lot later than usual. Usually I start recording the podcast right after the game, but it's about 7.30 right now that I'm recording this. So it's way later. So I can't totally remember everything. To be honest, that's why I'm like having trouble figuring out when did Luke play. But I know he checked in at the end of the third and continued on at the start of the fourth. And... Luke might be that guy that takes the just add of water name from Tupac because he's been getting buckets. I mean, he's just been really, really good. Um, he was slumping these past two games. I think he's, he shot pretty bad from three, uh, if I remember correctly, or just the eye test or whatever. He just hasn't, he hasn't shot the ball well these past two games. I mean, every game before that, he's been insane. Um, but like I said, he's going to take that just add water uh, name from Tupac because Tupac's been really, really bad recently, hence why they signed another center. Um, but he was he's getting buckets in the fourth, man. I can't lie, he's draining threes. He was getting used as a screener. Uh, he was used as a screener for Kawhi multiple times, and then he would hit that mini out of the short roll, and he's really good at that. Even like off the bounce, he'll take a little step back and drain that little left-handed mid-range, which is really, really good. He's so good at that. Um, and the bench is empty with about three and a half minutes left, and this game was more important than it looked. It really, really was. Like I said, the Clippers win the tiebreaker. Uh, the game. It was not a good game. It was it was a particularly boring game. If I'm being quite honest, it was just it was a slugfest. The Clippers win one hundred four to eighty six. They are now both statistically in the top ten offense and defense. And the defense is the biggest thing for me. The Clippers are a historically good offense, so they're like. But them being in the top three in offense is not surprising to me at all. But the big thing for me and a lot of other Clipper fans is that they are now top ten in defense, which is huge. And a lot of the story of the national media is this Clippers team is like they're like bottom half of the league in defense or whatever. They need to set that up, and they've done that. They have really done that. I mean, ever since the second half of the All Star break, uh, the Clippers have been clamping up on the defensive end, and that's why they're the top ten defense now. They, I think they have like a hundred eight uh, defensive rating, which is really really good. They're uh, ninth or, or tenth, I believe. They might be eighth, maybe. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure they're tenth. I, they obviously they just cracked into the top 10 so i'm assuming they're 10th right now but the clippers are now one out of four teams to be top 10 on both sides of the ball the other three teams include the Jazz, the suns and the Bucks. and if uh if i'm reading those teams correctly i think that's pretty good company to be in if i can't uh, if i'm being honest i mean the jazz and the suns are both ahead of the clippers in the standings as a one and the two seed so i mean that's pretty good company to be in um the Clippers were in complete control tonight, as they should have. I mean, obviously, the Lakers were without their two superstars. The Clippers should have won this game handedly, and they did just that. So, uh, Some stats for tonight. Kawhi had a great game, great all-around game, 19-10-8. Marcus Morris, 22 points, 7 rebounds on 9-13 from the field, 4-5 from 3. Paul George with a pretty decent game. Obviously, he's still trying to figure some stuff out with his foot and all. He has 16-7-3. And two steals tonight, and Luke Kennard, 15 points in 18 minutes. The Clippers shot 14 for 20 from three today, and they're pretty much unbeatable when they shoot the three ball really, really well. I mean, they're the best three-point shooting team this season, and they're also the best three-point shooting team of all time. So, I mean, what a great game for the Clippers tonight. This game was super, super important. Um, If you guys did enjoy the pod, man, make sure you guys do follow me on Twitter, at TreyLAC. Leave some feedback there. I really, really do appreciate it. I promise you, I promise to me guys, I'm gonna get you guys on the property soon. We're gonna be setting that up pretty soon. I'm just kind of figuring out what I want to do to like have you guys on, like what kind of software we're gonna use to get you guys on. Um, so you know the quality is as good as possible. So yeah, I'm gonna wrap it up here, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we're now 10 episodes in already, which is really, really cool. So I appreciate you guys for that. Obviously, the love is really, really cool. So thank you guys for tuning in. I'll see you guys in the next game. We'll be rap- recapping the Portland game on Tuesday. And then we have the Suns on Thursday. So these next two episodes are going to be really, really good. Um, and I'm going to be recapping both of those for you guys. So And maybe sometime this week, we'll do like a Q&A or something. And I'll have someone on. So appreciate you guys. Thank you guys again. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.